0: I'm getting old. I mean, we're not doing young guy shit anymore, Joe. I tell you what, my wrists, like I think I'm starting to get carpal tunnel from six years behind a keyboard. Oh no. Like What's it happening? hurts like right right from the bottom of my thumb, like up to the start of my forearm, about like four inches. Hey, like, that's a really long damn. that's
1: a really long way. All right. It's it's like that's yeah. a very large hurt
0: yeah and it's like it's not like excruciating pain but comfortable don't love it
1: my so i was a wrestler growing up right they made us like Brag. not really it's actually this is going to talk about how awful <laughs> wrestling is because my shoulders are shot like if i do this i can pop my shoulders non-stop constantly i can roll my shoulders yeah. and pop them non-stop um i also my hands are just like Old like shriveled claws because I they made us do like wrist exercises all the time, like to lift weights for our forearms. Because wrist control is a really big thing in wrestling, like grabbing wrists and and taking so you have to have really good grip strength. And to do that, they made us work those muscles all the time. And now that it just f's with your hands. So I'm just sitting here, like arthritis riddled and uh, with claws for hands.
0: I tell you what, today I went myself. The pharmacy and got me some arthritis cream for these bad boy wow. right here. How do you feel? Yeah. Um, well, it's only been applied once. Okay. They say they give it about seven days before anything starts to like you got like the long
1: form you got like the long form medicational medic medicinal cream for it?
0: Yeah, man. I've been feeling this for about two weeks. Oh wow. All right. And uh yeah, it's it's been, it's been about this same pain for that amount of time. So, Who knows? I haven't moved up to the braces yet. You'll have to let me know, know if it nice. works.
1: I have thought, for like, there are days where I sit by my keyboard and I'm like, wow, I could really wear like keyboard braces and it would probably be better for yeah. my hands. And that's how I know I'm old. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm about there. Pretty soon, I'm sure. But we'll see in seven days how, the, how these wrists feel. I got to apply this four times a day ish this
1: is the first time I've ever said this to somebody and meant it but I can't wait to hear how your cream works out Joe
0: <laughs> I'll let you know you, you remind me next week I won't let you uh, forget
1: <laughs> Dead. Dead.
0: Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I'm your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad, Jared Shumansky. Jared, how the heck are you?
1: Joseph, I'm good. I'm very good. The weather over the last two weeks has been chef's kiss. Yeah. Not too hot, not too cold, nice overnight. It's It's been very nice. It's been like two solid weeks of good weather, so I've been enjoying it.
0: Yeah, it's been hot the last few days.
1: Yeah, yeah, during the day, it's been. I mowed the lawn yesterday and then went to the driving range after I mowed the lawn. And I came home and showered. I was like, I have, I am dehydrated and dying. Like, it is hot
0: outside. Yeah. It is toasty. I also mowed yesterday and it sucked. It did. It uh, wasn't great. It wasn't great mowing time. It wasn't 8 a.m., which would be preferred.
1: Well, did you not mow Saturday because you didn't feel good Saturday?
0: It is one hundred percent true. I was the, busy Saturday. Saturday was busy.
1: Was it? So let's let's rewind. Yeah. And I have to. Um, what are the kids saying now? I have to put you on blast, Joe. I don't know if yeah. the kids are saying that. Um, we went to. So we talked about this. We went to a concert. Uh, together. We did on on Friday night. Um, kind of together. Kind of together. Separately, put together. You know, we're never yeah. too far from each other. Joe, you do concerts all wrong. Yeah. I we I had a better way of doing this, but now I I have to back up cuz I don't want to be mean because we still enjoyed the concert. It was a great concert. We had a very good time. Yeah. But you have never been to this venue that we went to the concert at before, correct?
0: It's true. I have not. Did you know what Just, to
1: expect like at all?
0: Uh no. I mean I heard so we went to Pine Knob Right Yeah. we saw so, the Lumineers yeah, Alright so we'll go all the way back So we,
1: we saw the Lumineers <laughs> at Pine Knob Pine Knob is An outdoor venue a very Cool outdoor venue with a huge lawn That they let people sit on Right Yeah. and you can Also buy tickets for seats but uh, Like the big thing they advertise were an outdoor uh, Arena for you know With or an outdoor music venue with with a lawn Um and so, if you've ever listened to Lumineers, they're pretty—they're uh, pretty much your your standard stop and holler kind of band with with great songs all around and really yeah. all about the vibes. And then you go to Good vibes. do it at Pine Knob, where like being outside under the stars, like great vibes there too. And yeah. the best part about Pine Knob is that they have a f- big old parking lot that they let you in like six hours early that you can tailgate for any show.
0: Yeah i didn't know about
1: and you had no idea and
0: i had no idea like
1: this whole concert was set up vibes like forward like vibes foot forward for the entire thing you just had to go in and get you some vibes and joe what did you do
0: um well we went to chili's before yeah (laughs) listen it was a day we got picked up at jordan and josh uh picked us up and uh Around 2.30, so we didn't get up to Auburn Hills where our B&B was until about 4, 4.30. Okay. And I was like, oh, cool, you know, we're going to grab some dinner. And then you were like, well, the reason why we picked Chili's was turned off to uh, our exit to go to our B&B. We were like, we're really hungry, and we really, like, kind of just want to get going. Sure. Uh, so we ran in to the Airbnb and dropped our stuff off and ran out, and there was a Chili's, like, across the street. And we were like, you know what? Let's just go right here. Let's eat some delicious Chili's and uh, and head on out. So we went to Chili's, and it was delightful. Thank you for asking.
1: You have to be the first person I know that's ever pre-gamed a concert at a Chili's. <laughs> I'm a dad. I Man, even the dad vibe is to sit outside and tailgate and grill your own food out the back. of yeah, If you the- had asked, I have a tailgate charcoal grill. I could have brought and made burgers. I was I, there early. Enough. I
0: literally had no idea uh, that that was a thing. Like I had no idea. And I don't, I don't really know if any, like Kayla had been there twice before, mm-hmm. um, but it was like several years ago. And one time she went by herself. Uh, oh, the okay. other time was with maybe one or two other people. Um, I don't know if Jordan and Josh have ever been there. They, they might have, but they might've been, you know, a little bit younger. Uh, so I don't think it ever really crossed our mind. So you said, I'm going to be there and I'm going to have a cooler of beer. And we we're like, Oh, cool. You know, we'll hang out for a little bit beforehand and text me at like five o'clock, mm-hmm. like two and a half hours before the concert. And was like, I'm already here. or I'm on my way or something like that.
1: I was, I was on like, my, wow. Okay. So I had two things, uh, I was aiming for vibes my my yeah. strategy was I wanted to go and I brought a cooler full of beer for a reason, and we stopped yeah. we bought snacks we got we filled up the car with gas and just went and listened to music and and I brought camping chairs to sit in outside, like I was all there for the tailgate. I was big on it um yeah, I did, however, think that the concert started at seven, not yeah. seven thirty, so I was planning to get there an hour and a half early park maybe with built-in leeway because as you saw traffic there's only one road in and one road out of that music venue it is ridiculous traffic is awful at any time you're like even on the highway it's one exit to get to this music venue uh it's It's thunder yeah i i wonder if that (laughs) got caught in the podcast i there was a huge thunder over joe's if we drop in the middle of this episode flickered
0: in this house
1: if we drop in the middle of this episode, you know, it's cause Joe's power went out. Um, so getting this music venue, it's one exit off the highway. It backs up for miles, like multiple yeah. miles. It backs up on the highway. You have to get off the one exit and go down the one road and turn right into the other one road to get in and out of the music. Like yeah. it, it is not well designed at all, but so I built in for traffic. Uh, and I was like, Oh, we'll get there an hour and a half early. Like no big deal. Well, two things worked against me. One, It started at 730, which means we were leaving two hours early instead of an hour and a half. We were getting there two hours early instead of an hour and a half early. Secondly, there was no traffic because we, as aforementioned, two hours early to the music venue. Yeah. So I overshot the vibes a little bit. But you know what? I sat down. We listened to music. Katie and I, it was like one of our few nights where we didn't have Ben. So we just sat there in the back of the Jeep,
0: drank beers and
1: hung out yeah, while i, I drank I, beers
0: katie had
1: sparkling right. water
0: i'm very jealous um i i did wish i would have known that it was like that like i guess i i kind of knew but i really didn't know what to expect like when you pull in like there's people like playing beer pong in parking spots like doing the whole thing and they, i was not yeah. expecting that at all
1: people got there um, earlier than i didn't when they were grilling food and got their burgers yeah. all done and stuff yeah they were they were so going.
0: i would i would definitely do it that way next time um and if i could go back so i i am upset that we did that and also chili's did take a half an hour to get us our bills so mm. it that was part of it too that's another that's, um, see stuff but we also are true fans and we got seats so we could see them clearly without any issue that's a, uh, joe that's could,
1: so anti-vibes that's so anti-vibes so we could
0: sing along we're we're true fans of the Lumineers, uh, us and the Sanborns.
1: What I will what I will say is, don't gatekeep fandom, Joseph. <laughs> Second, um, no, it, it I it was a great concert all around. I actually was yeah. more excited for the opener than I was. I love the Lumineers. I, I mean, of course, I sang every song, but the opener yeah. I had been listening to since they were a very small band. Um. Yeah. and they just have started recently getting traction and putting out some some more popular music. Um. So I'm I was excited to see them more than anything. So,
0: yeah, it was pretty. Neat. But it was it was a great concert. Great vibes. It was a great concert. I would go back again, and I would definitely do it that way next time. Yeah, uh, it, it's wild because Pine Knob is that, and before the last time we saw them, they were at Little Caesars Arena. So, oh, wow. it's like such a huge difference between the two. I venue wise. So we saw Jack
1: Johnson or I'm sorry. We saw John Mayer at Little Caesars Arena. Yeah. And honestly it was sleepy. Like being indoors dark like that kind of music. yeah It was sleepy. I wasn't I wasn't super into it. Outdoor this like this was fairly upbeat. They I mean obviously they have some slow songs but like fairly upbeat good like this was so much of a better experience than that was um yeah so i i think i uh i almost called it dte which was what it it was named pine knob then it was dte (laughs) now it's pine knob again it's anyway um pine knob is just such a much 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 better music venue so it was a great time
0: totally um it was amazing so what else did you do this weekend
1: so obviously we got home very late on saturday um yeah and we so we got up Ben gets us up right at five 45. So it didn't matter what time we got home. We were awake right then. So very tired, very slow moving Saturday. We got coffee hung out. Um, really didn't do too much. Now that I'm thinking back on it, like I, I think we yeah. just kind of hung out during the day. I got Ben to watch a little bit of star Wars, which was awesome. Um, yeah. Oh, I know what we did. Um, I'm, I'm with it again. Katie's, uh, parents bought Ben a battery powered Ford Bronco for the backyard.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I spent my Saturday building that and then um he's a little too little to drive it. Like he doesn't put yeah. his foot but this damn thing has FM radio, an aux cord, it has uh buttons to like honk a horn to rev the engine, like all this wow. stuff. So he just gets in there, pushes the radio button until he apparently he finds something he likes. And then pushes the <laughs> horn button and the engine revving button, and then he gets out and gets back in and gets out and gets back in. That's all he wants to do. He doesn't want to drive it. He just wants, and every so often he'll want it moved so he'll call he'll be dad-dad and wave his arm, and I'll come over and just push the pedal a couple of times, and he's happy with that, and then we're back to right walking around pushing buttons and everything like that. so that's great. I love it. So we did that on Saturday um and honestly, I went to bed early i was that was. It was a long weekend. Yeah. Um. And it was only Saturdays. And then Sunday, oh, we did some cool stuff on Sunday. So we woke up Sunday. Um, we went grocery shopping early because we actually there was a town just north of us that was doing at their farmers market they had truck day, so they had oh, okay. like a public works truck, um, uh, with with the big crane arm. They had a a bulldozer there. They had a police car and a and a um ambulance they were all there and a fire truck too so um obviously ben absolutely loves trucks it's everything he like everything he ever wanted um they let us sit in the bulldozer which was pretty neat they let ben and i sit in the bulldozer uh so that was pretty neat so we got to go out and do that um played uh this was it was a really cool park there uh city called clausen it doesn't probably mean much anyway um clausen it's a really cool park so they have a big kid park And then they have a six-year-old and under park that's fenced in. So, like, if you have little kids, they they have, like, little kid-sized stuff, and it's fenced in, so they're not going to run anywhere, right? But they also, if you have older kids, they have older kid-sized stuff, so they can go play on the playground while you sit with the little kids, and then you can see both of them at the same time. Nice. That's cool. So it's pretty neat. So we did that, Um, and then, like I said, then I... Uh, it was starting to get hot, and then when uh, right before Ben went down for a nap, I mowed the lawn, and then when he went down for a nap, I went to the driving range, and I had one of the worst golf sessions of my entire life. I don't <laughs> – so this is a side note, but so last weekend I went golfing, and I was hitting the ball the best i probably ever hit in my entire life, like consistently hitting the ball really well, like felt really good about it. I was like cool i want to keep this momentum going and i want to like slowly get better like i want to keep keep doing what i was doing last weekend so i was like I, I have to go to the range this weekend so i was like cool i'm gonna go i'm gonna do the same thing i did last weekend and it's like i'm gonna like get this repeatable because that's what golf is it was like i'd never held a club before joe it was like i seriously really? it was some of the worst golf i've ever hit in my entire life uh and do you so, have
0: the club upside down oh
1: damn did I have the club? No. Outside?
0: Just a thought. You gotta have it the right way. Damn, Joe. I didn't even think about that. No, I'm a professional.
1: Damn. This changes everything.
0: Yeah. yeah. So just remember it next time. Okay. I'm going.
1: I'm going golfing this weekend for Father's Day. So I'll let you know how it goes.
0: Okay. Yes. The right way.
1: So that was my weekend. Then I show- came yes. home, showered. Ben woke up, and we he just sat in his truck more for longer periods of time. And I just watched <laughs> him sit in his truck. So nice. yeah. Very cool. So how about you after the concert? How was your weekend?
0: So busy. Yeah. So busy. It was great though. It was really nice. Um, so after the concert, we went to Taco Bell, had several drinks. We were all very drunk except for Jordan. Uh, she volunteered to be our, our D, our DD that, that night. Mm-hmm. Um, And uh, and then we went to Taco Bell, went to our AirBnB, crashed. And then we were up at 7.30 the next morning because Jordan and Kayla had a wedding shower at 11 a.m. the next day back down here uh, for Jordan's sister. And they wanted to go early to help set up. Um, So we were out the door by 8.30 uh, to head back down here. Uh, We were down in a town called Dundee for the wedding shower at like 10 o'clock just after 10 uh maybe almost ten thirty. i was like 10 and then josh and i came back to clinton he dropped me off i hung out with the kids for a couple hours uh then at about two uh I, me and the kids left to pick up kayla um because we had a wedding shower a baby shower to go to oh my and gosh as well <laughs> holy smokes uh, yeah, so after the Kayla's wedding shower, I picked her up and we went to Detroit for a baby shower. Um, so we went up to, um, I can't remember the name of the place, uh, but it was a very German restaurant. Uh, for our two of our good friends, Drew and Kara, their baby, um, and and had dinner, and it was a nice baby shower, and um, there was other, uh guys there so it was nice to like they had a group of guys hanging out and you know all all the women and and one section of it so it was just nice just to hang out for a little while uh with them and and some of our other mutual friends and just chill out and eat some meats Mm -hmm. and some sauerkraut and and whatnot
1: i love german food joe i
0: absolutely like it's pretty good
1: i absolutely love german food i'll eat it all the time
0: yeah Uh, It was pretty good. And then we came home and kind of just crashed because I was so exhausted and Kayla was, you know, slightly hungover and uh, crashed. And then Sunday got up and the family and I went to the movie theaters for to take the kids to the first movie.
1: Oh, that's right. What would you guys go see?
0: Yeah. So uh, imagine it's doing this thing called like kids viewings or kids summer. So every week they're playing a new kids movie. Um And this week was Trolls World Tour, which is one of oh, Cora's yeah. favorite movies. Um, is that the so one the back, up, or- we were-
1: the back horrors are in? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes, it was. Uh, so we were up there by 10 a.m. on Sunday. Um, and I didn't know how it was going to go. I was a little nervous. But we got our popcorn. We got some chips and cheese. And we sat down. And Grayson slept through the entire movie. Wow. Like, the whole movie slept. Um and Cora sat and watched it for about the first hour. And then the last forty minutes, she was kind of up and fidgeting. We had the whole row to ourselves. It was pretty empty, and she was just kind of running around our row, singing along. But the movie, the movie was pretty loud anyway, um, and just had a good time. And we stayed for the whole movie, and like wow. I was pretty shocked. Yeah, um, it was really nice. And then yesterday after that, mowed the lawn. Um, then we went over to Jordan and Josh's to go swimming. Left finished mowing the lawn and then it was kind of the end of the night so it was nice. like very very busy uh but it was really good it was a really chill good social weekend to see a lot of people so and it was hot it was very hot but that's yeah
1: that's a great weekend i mean it's one of those weekends where it's so busy it just flies by it's gone in yeah. a flash
0: yeah today grayson ate some peas for the first time and that was cool
1: nuts how'd he take it
0: pretty good um he didn't like throw up or gag he just he just kind of kept eating it yeah he would like blow zerberts every once in a while and just spit it out but for the most part he would just kind of open his mouth and chew it and then just keep going in for more so right on uh yeah it's it's peas mixed with breast milk mostly breast milk with like a a dash of peas just to get it introduced to him
1: okay interesting peas for the first food all right yeah i forget what ben's was
0: uh, he had some sweet potatoes last week, but oh, okay. he, he was not digging them. He yeah, was kind of gagging it. on it. But the peas, seemed to like them.
1: Hmm. Maybe peas is the yeah. way. Maybe. That's awesome.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's maybe a kind of a good segue. Yeah, I like it. Let's uh, do it. Yeah. So what we have next is an interview Uh Kayla came on to talk about breast pumping because we are pumping exclusively with Grayson. She didn't do any breastfeeding. Um, So she's going to talk a little bit about her experience um, and kind of some tips and advice on on breast pumping. I don't really say anything uh, because I was wrangling the kids while Jared was talking to her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so
1: that's how it goes.
0: That's how it goes. Um, So let's jump into it. Here is our interview with Kayla
1: all right and now we welcome in kayla once again kayla how are you
2: hi i'm good it's great to be back yeah
1: thanks for coming on we always like using our family members as content so this is like perfect (laughs) that's why we both are having two kids and and we use our wives all the time so this is (laughs) this is important for us so i appreciate you're due for a
2: content boost yeah we need yeah
1: (laughs) <laughs> little a little bit. Just a little bit extra. I think you guys you guys get more listens than Joe and I do regularly. So this is like the important part. That's absolutely true. There it is. See?
2: There it is. Yeah. No, it's great to be back. I'm excited to talk about this topic.
1: Yeah, I'm really I'm excited too. So obviously this is different. Uh I wouldn't say different. So Katie and I did a mix of both, right, with Ben. So right. uh what we're talking about today is pumping. Uh and and choosing mm-hmm. you guys so before I ask a question, why don't you just give us a little overview of of what you guys uh, did for Grayson and, and how you're taking that that route?
2: Yeah, our feeding situation with this guy—I know it's crazy. I had to think about it. Like we're just now to 21 weeks as I look at the calendar behind us with this guy. Wow. Like five months. Um, it's both similar and very dissimilar from Cora. Like we learned a lot. So we've been exclusively pumping like from day one. Mm-hmm. Like um, I think he. Attempted to latch at the hospital for probably about, I don't know, an hour, like during that golden hour that we had. We very quickly realized that he has a pretty severe bottom tongue tie. Okay. Um, Doesn't have a lip tie. But with babies that have those kinds of conditions, makes it very, very difficult for them to breastfeed. On top of that, that, you know, doesn't exclude if mom or, you know, the um, feeding person, I should say, it doesn't have any issues like breastwise if they've got inverted nipples or like something else functionally going wrong. Sure. Um, luckily for me, I, I don't have that issue, but for Grayson's sake, for his frustration level, um, it made it a lot easier just to bottle feed. Um, it also took me about a week for milk to come in. And so I felt really bad starving the poor boy and like continuing to force him to try. So we just started with formula for like sure. a week. We supplemented. A lot of people do that. Um, and then I just started exclusively pumping. Yeah. So that meant we use entirely like um, a breast pump to – make milk for Grayson. And then we have quite the like orchestrated system of (laughs) collecting it, saving it, labeling it, freezing it, pulling it back out, thawing it, making bottles. Uh, It's a well-oiled machine by month five.
1: (laughs) You know, it's funny. We still have frozen breast milk in the freezer. So like it's for you guys. And we donated, uh, hell, Katie probably donated two to 300 bags, two to 300 bags of of breast milk. And we still have breast milk in the freezer. It's nuts. Um, So it's
2: so cool. It
1: it is. We're gonna get into all the challenges and stuff like that, but I want to know right off the bat: How does it differ from what you guys did with Cora?
2: Yeah. So with Cora, um, I held in on a little bit harder to that goal experience of part of having a child for me, at least, was I wanted some of those um, stereotypical experiences. Like I really wanted a vaginal birth. I really wanted to breastfeed. Um, I just felt like that was part of the experience for me that made it, I don't know, real. Um, in hindsight, it's funny, the things that are important versus (laughs) not like once you go through it, especially twice. So with her, we, I don't know, I think I breastfed her for a month at least, like it was a couple weeks,
0: yeah,
2: um, it got to be very taxing. And we learned that she did much better better with a bottle. And she was starting to want to use me as like a pacifier or to soothe as like a binky, which is totally normal and like very mm-hmm. much a part of the like attachment to a caregiver. Sure. However, for our functioning lives, that just wasn't working, and that usually happened at night when I needed sleep. And when you are both trying to breastfeed and pump, um, you literally have no time to yourself. And oh, your yeah. body isn't yours. So we got away from that pretty quick and switched Cora about a month into like exclusively pumped milk. And then with her, the, the shoe difference was that I make what's called um, high lipase milk. It's just an hmm. enzyme. Lipase is just an enzyme that gives your milk a soapy taste, which like gross. Some babies don't care. And we're really lucky that Grayson does not care. He yeah. is great with it. Cora didn't like it and like didn't tolerate the taste very well. So unfortunately I had a, like started a stash and she didn't like, we couldn't use it. She didn't want it. Um, so yeah, I stopped like creating a stash and like we weaned off of it and switched her to formula at one point because she didn't like it. Yeah. Um, Lipase's whole purpose is just, it's an enzyme to break down fat to make it easier on your baby's belly to digest what's in there. Like that's all it's functionally necessary. Some people just make a lot, People who have oversupply usually make a lot. So I wouldn't be surprised if Katie did too. Yeah. Uh, if you had it like tested or looked at. Um, yeah. Weird fact of the day for you. Yeah, so was that was how her journey was very, she like had all different variety of, like, I know it. attempts at feeding.
1: <laughs> I forgot you guys. Yeah. So would you say you struggled with like, so our big struggle was sleep, right? For, for Cora, was that food? Right. Was that like her big struggle was trying to, to find the right food, like balance for her?
2: Yeah. Um, when we first had her, she, after a week or so, she lost way more than Grayson did. And at one point her pediatrician threw around failure to thrive, like by the next appointment, if she's not back on the curve, like we're probably gonna have to talk about some different options with supplementing. And so I was like really disappointed. It's so hard to hear that as the person like feeding your child. And that was the first time I'd ever done it. Nobody knows what they're doing. Oh yeah. Um, you know, so it was really scary, but I was much more armed this time around with Grayson to like supplement as stuff came in. I changed my diet. Uh I was taking different supplements and like it made a it made a huge difference with him. He's like a heckin' chonker. <laughs> like it's it's working <laughs> for him.
1: Love it. Ben wa- Ben was too. Ben was a large, was a large boy. So tell me a little <laughs> bit about uh Talk a little bit more about that, about your learnings from Cora and how that translated into like how you handled this feeding situation with, with Grayson.
2: Yeah. So specifically to pumping, um, no, it's, it's difficult. Cause you gotta get, you gotta figure out your body and especially like when you have what's called a letdown mm-hmm. and how to trigger that response and how to, work with your pump in order to get the most output because i know sure. a lot of women have a hard time or or feeding people i should say um with that so it's got to be worth your time and especially like you had gotten at earlier when you're exhausted when you start out pumping in order to establish a good supply they tell you to pump every two to three hours around the clock that mm-hmm. doesn't include when you're feeding them so you're just on a constant like Feed pump cycle, and yeah. there's very little time in there to sleep. And I don't know about you, but I can't sleep when there's like a machine hooked up to me. <laughs> like no, it, God, no! It's very hard to do that. It's very uncomfortable. So, like the learning, just hoping I never find, get sleep at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The learning curve to find what works for your body to get it to respond to the pump, mm-hmm. much like how it would respond to feeding. On top of you know, you you've got to find what is comfortable physically for your body because it's pretty uncomfortable. Like I know Katie's talked about mastitis, mm-hmm. having clogged ducts. You can get infections. A lot of people go through like first couple weeks. You know, your body's never done this. It's a very sensitive area, so you can crack and bleed and get blisters and like all kinds of awful stuff. Like <laughs> without getting too sure. graphic. So the like troubleshooting your body to figure out how to still do that all, get sleep, heal from labor and delivery, and feed a baby and figure them out to keep them alive is a lot. It's it's so much. Like it's very hard to prepare people for that mountain of learning yeah, <laughs> that for happens sure. the first couple of weeks.
1: For sure. Yeah. So Hmm. interesting enough katie and i did this backwards from you guys so instead of going from yeah. breastfeeding straight to pumping we went full-time pumping into exclusively breastfeeding and stopped pumping altogether yeah. because you're but you're yeah. right one of the other is like really i don't want to say it's the only way to go people all the time feed and pump and that's like good on Ooh, them both good on them. Yeah. um it mm-hmm. is insane so what is the mm-hmm. big difference you noticed when you went from uh, and and you talked a lot about sleep and sleeping with a you know trying to to balance mm-hmm. out the machine, but like for your schedule specifically this time around, do you never like you decided to right off the bat and we're not going to breastfeed, we're just going to pump. How has that mm-hmm. changed compared to when you were uh, with Cora doing like the half and half?
2: Yeah. So I I really, the positives for me was that I really appreciated being able to see how much Grayson was eating or Cora once we made that switch. Mm-hmm. When you're exclusively breastfeeding, um, while I loved the bond and connection, like there's definitely something to that because you're like physically, you know, sharing a body yeah. when you're breastfeeding. Um, I didn't know how much Cora was eating versus when you're pumping I get an exact ounce. So when my pediatrician asks how much is Grayson eating, I can be like, well, today he had 24.5 ounces and yesterday he ate this much. And in the last week he's wanted an ounce more every feed or so I can track that, which is really nice, especially for babies. I could see that comes in handy if you had a failure to thrive or they had feeding or eating difficulties and challenges. Let's say you had a NICU baby that you were trying to plump up like that makes a lot of sense. Um, so I really liked that aspect. I could control kind of when that, you know, things were happening.
1: Yeah, for sure. I say
2: not so positives is like you're hooked up to a machine. And so some pumps are not created equally. I'll put it that way. Um oh the boy, standard don't we ones that insurance, yeah, that, that insurance gives you, you're like hooked up to a wall. Mm-hmm. They're very loud. They're very cumbersome. There's all of this like setup. And um it's you're like locked somewhere in a chair sitting for like 30 minutes, maybe more. Uh, now they have wearable pumps and a lot more gizmos and gadgets to like help you be more up and mobile. But that doesn't mean that they're obtainable by everybody God, uh, financially. No. Like they're very expensive. So we bought, that's a, that's a con. <laughs> we bought
1: a set, uh, the, the, they're called mm-hmm. LVs. Not that we give away free, free, uh, pump here, but, uh,
0: <laughs> we,
1: we bought them. We've already ah. had to replace them twice. Luckily, they came with a warranty. Yeah. but like, we paid an arm and a leg because Katie was going back to school. There was no, like, there's Heated no alternative. It. Katie no can't way. plug into a wall when she's teaching five-year-olds. Yeah. Like, that's, there was no way. Oh. So we had to, we had to right. shell out for it. And mm-hmm. we re- we had to replace two different pumps and parts and things like that. Cause they're, they're not perfect, right? They're not perfect. They're not, Go uh, out. And and with that, like wireless oh. stuff, there was a. It, it's just a mess. It's a mess. And the, and they're expensive. So mm-hmm. it's very difficult. Oh.
2: Yeah, I had a different pump than I had with with core. I had one with core and one with Grayson. They were two different ones and they were totally different machines. And it's ironic that we're talking about like replacing them because I'm in this pickle of like, do I start to wean down and be done. Like we've got a good freezer stash. I feel mm-hmm. good about where we're at with Grayson. Like I could be done in about a week, like we could do it. Yeah. Or do I just send my pump in and like get it looked at? Cause like we're not getting the same output and like that poor sucker is, has seen better days. Yeah. She is trash. Like, <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm going to have to work harder to like use that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also learned how to use a manual pump. I don't know if Katie ever used one of those to like do things by hand in case, you don't have battery or a charger, um, and you're on the road, sure, which that's like frustrating because you're like stuck, like working something, um so you're even less mobile. But it's a lot of upkeep, and the parts aren't always covered by insurance either. I will say something I did want to plug for families is you can get your pump before you have baby, like at any point, once. This is in the states too. So like there's that caveat and every insurance company is different. But you can get your pump um as soon as your your pregnancy is basically kind of confirmed by your doctor and it's on your insurance records. Mm-hmm. You can go to this website called Aeroflow. I love them. They helped me get both of my uh pumps for my kids covered. Um, and they will set you up with like your pump and get the best one for you. And then you can also purchase like upgrades. So they'll cover up to a point. And then if you want something like what you guys had, Mm -hmm. um, you can still get it through them, but it's much cheaper than if you bought it outright, let's say from Amazon. So grow flow, they are really, really helpful. There's a ton of great information, like one-on-one and you can start and get your pump before baby's here. You don't have to wait until they're here. Um, and, like, we got approval when I was pregnant with Grayson at about 37 weeks for me to try to use it. Um, A, once you're at a certain point, it's, like, the only, like, kind of proven and standard way to, like, help induce labor that's, like, there's some research behind mm-hmm. it to, like, use your pump or use stimulation. So, yeah, my doctor was, like, get things going. Use your pump. And I was able to pump before he was even here and collect colostrum, that, yep. like, gold kind of stuff that comes in before your milk does. So we had that ready to give him while we were um, waiting for my actual milk to come in, which is really cool. Had I not had my pump, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So you no, know, get yeah, it early, sure. jump on it get it early. So you can like practice it, set it up, try it out. Um, you might go through four or five different pumps by the time you're done with your journey.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what, I remember that too. i rem- like, we got the the standard whatever they give you at the hospital pump, right? That's the yeah. if you don't do arrow, the Medilla. yeah, the Medela yeah. uh, one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. boy, we ha- Katie used that one the most. And mm-hmm. for I I already mentioned how much milk Katie produced and how often she pumped, right. but like that thing was chugging by the time we were done. I think <laughs> I honestly I don't know if we still have it because it was just so yeah. done by the end of it. We're like. What's the point yeah. of keeping this? We get another one for the um, next baby, and this one is that's right. outlived its out kicked its uh, coverage here. So
2: that's true, and that's a good thing to point out that like when you go to have multiples, you get you can get a new one through your mm-hmm. insurance, um, which is really nice because I was like, I don't want to use our old crappy one. Oh my god, like I'm stuck with that. I I was committed to buying one if it wasn't covered, so I was really pleasantly surprised that. Aeroflow told me the same thing. They're like, no girl, you get a new one. Like, Don't even bother Mm -hmm. with that old crusty, dusty one. (laughs) Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) So we talked a little bit about like some of the challenges we've kind of been going through this. Um, Mm -hmm. What are the major benefits you've noticed? Like, has it improved your sleep? Have you like been able to get on a better Mm -hmm. routine this time around because of it? Uh, What are some of the major benefits you've, you've noticed from exclusively pumping?
2: Yeah. Um, I, really appreciate just being able to see the changes in my milk like if I hadn't pumped and been able to store it I couldn't see the progression of like how different it is from the colostrum versus the first month or two of like really fatty milk that comes in that your baby needs to like now at five months based on what Grayson needs and the germs and things that we all come into contact with like it changes so I kind of know a little heads up to like his health or what's going on with my family because I am also absorbing like everybody's germs around me. Well, yeah. So recently I noticed my milk, like milk changes colors. No one tells you that, that like it can be green. It can be blue. It can be pink. It that, can be yellow. That like,
1: first green milk freaks crazy. you out. It freaks you out. The first time yeah. you see her, like, why is this green? I do I have it, Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. And then you Google it and they're yeah. like, no, nah, it's totally normal. Like it's, it's, it's coach. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so based on, on what his body's doing, it's really cool. And I love that about it. Like we, I've had a cold, um, recently, so he's inherently exposed and he gets antibodies to that, Mm -hmm. which is so cool. You don't get that with formula, unfortunately, like it's just not come that far yet technology wise that they get those antibodies, you know, like what did I see? It was like for every, I don't know what it was like one teaspoon contained like 3 million germ killing cells, which is so cool. Wow. Um, there's so many antibodies in them for babies, and like they only need an ounce a day for the benefit. Yeah. Like You don't need a lot, so people think that they need like this huge amount for it to be beneficial, and like you don't. So I love that about it, like knowing that I'm giving him like a really good start, especially during COVID, like pandemic. Sure. I'm really scared. Um. Yeah. You're already nervous with a newborn. Their their immune system's so weak. So it's that to me is like, I love that versus I was a little bummed that my journey ended short with Cora. Ironically, mm-hmm. probably because of COVID in hindsight, we, we got a really nasty upper viral infection at the start uh, yeah. and it, it ended our journey like really early. So we had to switch to formula. Um, and she was like, not tolerating the, the light base. So yeah. we were like, it's time. So now that I've had much more time with Grayson, I can see that like health dynamic. I think that's so cool. That is really
1: neat. <laughs> Uh, one thing yeah. that we always notice, too, and you can do this if you breastfeed and pump, but we noticed, too, mm-hmm. when Ben started teething about like six months, we actually made mm-hmm. breast milk popsicles and he ate those yeah. all the time. And it's so cool because it's them. like, hey, this is the same thing that you're getting. Now you're just eating it out of a different form and like you don't have any guilt yeah. about it. It's great.
2: Yes, I didn't get to this point with Cora. But, you know, Grayson's five months, we've been starting to see if he has interest in foods. Like, Mm -hmm. does it, you know, is he sitting up unassisted? Like six months is the gold standard, but um, we're just over five. So we're like, let's see, like, is he ready or not? He's still got a little bit of a gag reflex. So we're like, definitely not exploring food too much yet. Sure. But we've taken a little bit of baby food and mixed breast milk in with it. And I couldn't do that before. I didn't, you know, reach that point quite yet. I think we were done with Cora by like three and a half, four months. Um, so that's really cool that like, I'm seeing that like the connection between still feeding and when they start solids and foods, yeah. um, just really fun. That's awesome. So yeah, you can make all kinds of stuff with breast milk. It doesn't have to just be a bottle. The other thing I'll mention before I forget is with the milk we had left over with Cora, like I had a little stash and I was like, I feel awful getting rid of this. I don't know why we couldn't donate. There was something, I was taking a medication or I don't know. There was a reason we didn't. However, I sent a bunch of my milk to someone locally that could make um soap. Oh. <laughs> so we made soap and used that for Cora because um breast milk is really wonderful for baby skin. So if for some reason your milk is spoiled or it sat out too long or let's say they won't drink it or eat it, um it sat too long in the freezer, it's still okay for their skin. Like they're not ingesting it. And that can really help with things like baby acne, eczema, healing up, you know, baby scratches from their like killer razor nails, <laughs> like all oh kinds God, of stuff, yeah. cradle crap. I mean, it's really cool for their skin. So we made soap and um, we use that and it's, it was awesome. So there's like other things you can do with milk too, mm-hmm. not just your kid.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to transition us into more of a like, mm-hmm. what advice do you have? But I kind of want to guide you first. How, what are some of the best products that you used to for taking care of your pump parts? That was the absolute worst ah. thing for us. Uh, mm-hmm. Like we had like six different nipple shields and put in tubes. Oh. And we had to buy new, new, like there's like one little flap that drives the entire pump machine. Yes. If it goes bad, it's little
2: membrane. Yeah. It's yep. like
1: the tiniest little silicone flap. Mm-hmm. And if it goes Eat bad, it. the entire thing goes bad and it, it's tiny. You lose. It's awful. It's awful. So <laughs> what advice do you have for, for, uh, parents looking to, to pump
2: well specifically for that stupid membrane have a good sink filter because i was doing dishes the other night and mine went down the drain like yeah. it's gone yep. i had to like go search for a new one i was like oh no
1: do you know how many times it, like, that's happened to me down
2: this down the sink
1: <laughs> I, I was the one that cleaned katie's pump parts and every every Damn. night you have to clean like this giant swash of dishes and pumping bottle. blah 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 you, yep. It's it's the way it goes so much. I so many times that I'd have to stick my hand down the garbage <laughs> disposal to see if I could find a membrane. They shout up. Yeah. What,
2: gross. Yeah. This <laughs> yes. is awful. This. So okay, I have got a couple things. Um. So I originally had the Medela, mm-hmm. and I wanted to still use those bottles and parts because you're right, you invest in all of them and I save them and they're usable bottles. But when I got a, I got a Spectra S1, which is Ooh. like this blue kind of like egg shaped, um pump that's that you can take with you. Like you're not stuck to the mm-hmm. wall, but they the parts didn't cross over. So I went on Amazon and bought a couple adapters, which like I didn't realize they made, so that you could use all of those parts with your other pump. so so that's something cool. If you Me. can get a like some of those either donated to you or you buy them secondhand, um get some adapters. They're worth it. They're on Amazon. I can give Joe the link and you guys can put them in your show notes or something. Oh. Um, The other thing is this time around we got like a big drying rack stand to like let all the bottles dry on and any kind of organization system get bins get buckets get clean out a whole drawer like you're going to need space for all this stuff because it's a lot and it's a lot of counter space that would be some big advice and then label stuff so that way the person like yourself Mm -hmm. the partner somebody who's helping clean them can kind of organize it because it's so many things to go through we
1: Honestly, that we have a cabinet that had all the pumping stuff mm-hmm. in it, it's still empty. Like we have rearranged our <laughs> lives around it now that we don't pump. It's just it's sitting there empty. But like,
2: I need it. You
1: need <laughs> you need a whole drawer, a whole drawer for it. Like it's crazy. You do. Oh, she
2: do. Man. So and third, yeah, is um, I had a big issue with my pump creating awful friction. Um, those big satellite looking uh, like <laughs> I don't know what to call them, like funnels, right? Yeah those were giving me awful awful blisters and it was to the point where like i couldn't hey, pump anymore they're called nipple yeah. shields i mean i think satellite is more fun i, I mean I, 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 <laughs> I agree um you guys will call things all kinds of fun i don't know you gotta make it fun because it's not so fun <laughs> no
1: it kind of sucks i'm gonna be honest with you
2: um so I, I can't remember what they were called. They were like a little silicone insert and they're like a, like a gel. They're like a stretchy version of that same thing mm-hmm. that you could stick like a shield inside of them. So I wasn't getting as much friction and oh my God, it was like night and day. I could pump longer. I, my output was better. Um, they were really, really cheap on Amazon too. I saw mm-hmm. them on TikTok. I'll have to get Joe the name of them so he can link them because those were a lifesaver. Like I would have quit if I didn't have those. Oh, so get some of those.
1: <laughs> I- Katie can speak to this too. If she was here, she got silicone, like full-on silicone shields, right? Where you don't even, they're yeah. not even inserts. They were full-on silicone shields. Much better. Best. So much better.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Depending on the anatomy you're working with, which nobody teaches you about, right? They just assume you can like pop a kid on your boob and it was going to work. Um, yeah. Same thing with your pump. Like, Mm-hmm. it's not intuitive and based on your body type and what you got going on um it will either work or not and the standard that it's based off of is like i don't know must be the unicorn of a person that like can just use them right out the box <laughs>
1: like i know it
2: you probably have to modify so yeah don't be afraid to call on your lactation consultants to like help you through all of the part troubleshooting because they can do that too yeah they're for not sure. just there for breastfeeding like They can help with formula feeding. They can help with combo feeding and your pump too.
1: Let's take that and run with it for some, as we wrap Mm -hmm. up here, that's great advice. What other advice would you give to people looking to try pump exclusively pumping?
2: Yeah, I would say, um, especially since this podcast is geared towards partners and dads, Mm -hmm. um, be a really good advocate. You already set a great example by cleaning parts. Like, don't be scared to clean them. Don't be scared to set them up for your partner. Um, Doing up those parts. Like, I remember my hands were just cracked and raw from, like, doing dishes every day. So to get a break from that would be awesome. Like, especially in those early days, supporting your partner um, if you choose to pump yeah like that would be awesome. um be there for them, in that like you know how to use the parts too, and know how to set them up and get them ready for your partner for the yeah. next feed that that is an, an immeasurable help. The other thing is there's a lot of unsolicited advice that comes with both breastfeeding and pumping, oh, yeah. a lot of opinions <laughs> in so pregnancy in general, having kids in prompt.
1: general, just unsolicited but advice yeah. left and right,
2: yes. And a lot of people have opinions about how long someone should breastfeed for or when they should stop or how long or what degree to pump to, or like, they're really, unfortunately uneducated on what that means. Mm -hmm. Um, Like even this weekend while we were in um, a public forum, I'll say, I got comments. Somebody was asking me about like how feeding was going. And I said like, yeah, I've been exclusively pumping for five months. And they're like, oh my God, how could you do that? Like, that sounds miserable. Why don't you just stop? all kinds of you get comments so as a partner it's really cool if you can um kind of catch that stigma and like let people know what it's like and kind of just be open and share that like fed is best no matter what version you're doing and any combination of the sort yeah um especially with like this wild shortage stuff going on with formula um no more fear-mongering people into like supposedly having to feed a certain way so as a partner Call it out and like yeah. stand up for your partner. Um, he's doing also, the feeding. Everybody
1: just leave everybody else alone. Come on, right? just everybody <laughs> leave everybody else alone. Stop bothering yeah. people.
2: So that would be my my big piece of advice. Like, don't be scared to ask questions about it. Be informed. If somebody makes kind of a a goofy comment or you know is uncomfortable, it's really hard. Like you you gotta feed babies out in public. Mm-hmm. Um, and that looks like all different types of ways for lots of different families. So if you can help make a feeding parent comfortable um creating a safe space for them and then holding accountable the people around you to not make them feel uncomfortable with however that looks is really big. I love it.
1: Well thanks Kayla this was great. This was really great. I'm glad we got to sit yeah. down to talk about it. It's a it's different yeah. it's very interesting being on like half of the journey, right? Like I was able to to identify with with a, with a bit of it, but like it is Mm-hmm. it's pretty great. It's pretty great to hear straight from the, straight from the, from the source. So
2: cool. this was great. Thanks yeah, so much. I'm, I'm glad I could come on and be an example. Um, I'm always open if people want to ask questions like DM or message Joe and Jared. And like, I'd be happy to share my story with people if they have more questions or concerns. Um, we've done it all at this point with two kids. It feels like, so I know it, um, if I could be a support, I'd love to.
1: And you want to plug your Instagram for the people
2: to find? Sure. Um, I would say I've got a like therapist Instagram. So the best way to find me would be to look up it's K Lopez underscore LPC. Um, I haven't posted in a while, but I'm on there kind of, uh, incognito in the shadow, so to speak. <laughs> so I still see messages. People could absolutely reach out that way.
1: Sounds great. Well, thanks so much. Kayla. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> awesome. Thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah. Our pleasure. We'll talk soon. <laughs> All right. Take care.
1: I, all right well that was our interview i thought it was really great um i don't know if kayla knows this but she says milk like a midwesterner um with an e yeah next oh, she th-
0: knows it yeah And i know it i she knows i know it It
1: caught me and i realized that people from not the midwest are gonna hear that and it's probably gonna be that's gonna get them that's it's gonna awful. get them she's it's she's bad. a milk sayer
0: yeah, it's bad. I hate it. It's one of the few things that that really irks me. Just grind your gears as she says, milk. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So before I wrap it up, I just wanted to throw in a couple things there. Just, again, because I was wrangling the kids. Yeah. Uh, a few things that I noticed with pumping is, you know, I try to do my best with making sure parts are clean, which you kind of said, too, is you're mm-hmm. kind of the part cleaner. Um. One thing I feel like I've gotten better about the last few weeks, months, is trying to pre-make bottles. Um, so Kayla, you know, stores her milk in the fridge, uh, in the containers. And as, you know, bottles get cleaned, just making sure that they are filled up and, you know, in the, the rotation of the next bottles to go in. Um, Kayla kind of mentioned, you know, being there for your partner. There was a moment when we actually, we went to Little Caesars. Hate to call him out, but here we are. Oh, well. um, It was the last time we saw the Lumineers. Um, Aura was three months old, so Kayla was still pumping, and Charlie was, like, a week old. So Jordan was, like, just had Charlie a week ago, Mm -hmm. Um, and we had tickets to see the Lumineers, and we uh, went to a restaurant in Little Caesars, and the, I guess, I don't know, security at the restaurant, like, we're arguing with... Ayla and Jordan about them bringing in their pumps into the building. Um, it was kind of a a bit of a hassle to get in there, but then once we got in, it was totally fine because they have a pumping room like in Little Caesars, like exclusively uh, yeah. for pumping. Yep. Um. So uh, after we got in, we ate, and then you know we went to the the pumping room so that they could go do their thing. Um. But that's like something that was kind of one of those things that's like you know. People always have a comment to make, or you know, people think they know rules. But pumping people also need to pump, and there mm-hmm. should always be a spot for them to pump wherever they're at.
1: Honestly, the Detroit Zoo—it's an all-around mom's room. Like, it's—it's just—it has a chair for breastfeeding, it has a table for pumping, it has like it's just oh, a nice. little. And like, how hard is it to just do that? To just make a room right. that's multi-purpose like that, like. It's not that yeah.
0: hard. Here's, here's my other soapbox, and then we're going to end this episode. Every bathroom, male, female, non-gendered, should have a koala changing table. <laughs> Every one of them. Because it's so hard when I have the kids and I need to change them, and like the male restroom doesn't have one in there.
1: I know it. Can I tell you something, John? awful. Yeah. I've never once used it. Oh, really? Never once. I don't... I've changed Ben in the car a lot. Like I'll go out to the Jeep yeah. and and change him. I also like it's very easy. The Jeep is at the exact right level to like change a child at. So that's <laughs> kind of nice. Um so I have changed him in the car a bunch, but I don't I don't think I've ever gone to the bathroom to do it. But I also gotcha. we haven't gone like because I don't live 30 miles from the nearest thing. Uh it, it does is Very true. I <laughs> i'm not like pressed for time all that often when i take like if ben and i run to target even if something happens like he had a blowout one time katie's parents live two minutes from the target we go to so like literally i was like oh uh this is bad let me just go to katie's parents' house and then i was there like it it wasn't it's not that big of a deal
0: yeah so well thank you again kayla for coming on we really appreciate it it was awesome um like we said, you know, in the past, we wanted to do episodes kind of more educational based on random things in, in parenting life. So this was one Kayla or, or oh my God, Whoever. Katie <laughs> did one on breastfeeding. So we wanted to have Kayla on to do pumping. Um, so thank you again to both of you. Um, and thank you all so much for for listening. We really, really appreciate you. You all are amazing. If, uh, if you haven't already, go give us a, a rate, a subscribe, hit the, smash that subscribe button, smash it,
1: smash it. Uh, leave a review. We uh, I think we have like five reviews. So if you're bored and just trolling on on wherever iTunes, uh, just leave us a review. Tell us how funny or not funny. Even if you hate us, uh, I'll delete the ones that <laughs> say anything bad about us. But whatever, just to leave it anyway. Yeah. Uh, just leave us a review. I don't for for legal purposes. I don't have the ability to delete bad comments. Just so everyone no. knows. Um. If you haven't yet, go follow us on social media. We're at Big Dead Energy Pond on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Stay up to date with all of our stuff going on. Joe just posted a pretty good reel of Grayson Mansion on some foods, which is very cute. So go find that uh, and uh, stay up to date on all, all our episodes coming out. So once again, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate you. And, uh, we uh, we're nearing a hundred episodes. This is ninety-two. Joe, so we got eight weeks. We're getting there. Two months My until goodness. the big One ho- hundred. So. Uh, thank you guys so much. We wouldn't uh, we wouldn't be able to do that without your support. So thank you guys uh, for both of us. I'm Jared Schmansky.
0: I'm Joe Lopez. Remember,
1: click your tongue twice before using.